<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. Dre. What? Take a seat, Dre. Maybe I want to stand, Migs. Well, make yourself comfortable however you like. I'm just going to lock the door behind us if you don't mind. Well, before you do that, can I get a cup of coffee? Maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe some tea? No, no. give me a coffee. Black. Well, you, you know what? No sugars. You know what, buddy? You stay right here. I'll go get that coffee for you. Thanks, Biggs. Here's your coffee, buddy. Why, thank you. Now... I'm sure you're wondering why I brought you here. Yes, I am. Quite, quite wondering. What what am I doing on the other side of this this interrogation table? At, at last time I checked, we are both geek detectives from this precinct. Oh, don't look too much into it, old chap. I simply just wanted to chat. Chat about what, exactly? You see, Dre... I... I've been hearing great things about you and your line of work. You've done so much for this precinct, and we've been working together for a couple of years now. But, but mm-hmm. you, you see, I also caught you snooping around in the evidence locker a while ago. What was that all about? Well, the real question is, Migs, why did you put sugar in my coffee? Did I? Yeah, there's. I, I can. I can take. This is. This is too sweet. This is too sweet for just a black coffee. I specifically asked for black coffee, no sugars. Yeah, give, give me a. Oh, that's mine. Sorry. Oh, man, uh, we can't. We can't be sharing drinks, especially right, given the times, man. I'm not sorry. Safe, I'm sorry. Not it's safe. Just, you know. You know, my glucose levels haven't been very high, so I had to put in two sugars. You know, that's how it. That's not the point, Trey. The point is, I've known you for a long time, and I, you know, I yeah. like to think that you and I are friends. It's just I don't, I don't like snoopers, and what you've been doing is snooping. I don't know what you're talking about, Migs. I I love Snoopy. He's he's such a, a cute little character, a tiny little uh, dog. I know, right? Like I love the peanuts. Like right, it's their Christmas special. It's just it's something to look forward to, and every... it's so cute. You're getting me so off cute. track here, Dre. You're getting me. I off don't know track. what you're talking about. Uh, <clears throat> What are we doing here, Migs? What we're doing is going in-depth, Trey. You are in the interrogation room because you are being interrogated. Why? Because I have nothing else to do and Ian is on an operation offshore right now and quite frankly, I'm very lonely. So could you just could you just give this to me, please? C- can you at least undo the... Cu- I mean, Ian goes on one Black Ops mission and now you got me cuffed to a table in the interrogation room. Right. Sorry, I wanted to make it dramatic, and we haven't had a lot of perps recently, so the cuffs have been resting. Yeah! But, you know, I'm not even mad, but Mm -hmm. how the hell did you do that? It's magic, Migs. I mean, I've been doing this for years. Okay, fine, you know what? I'm going to do this interrogation with the the handcuffs on, because I decided that that was so. Sure. So we're clear. Sure. Keep telling yourself that, buddy. All right. Let's let's do this. Welcome to Geek PD.
Geekpd. Welcome to the precinct, or more specifically, welcome to the interrogation room of Geekpd. My name is Megs, and my name is Dre. No, well, I mean I usually say it in that way because there's usually another guy who says mm-hmm. something after me. Usually, hi, I'm Ian, but <laughs> Ian is currently on a black ops need to know basis mission, and mm-hmm. for now, you guys don't need to know. But super, maybe we'll share super, it one day. Super classified stuff. It's like yes, it's in a metal binder with a padlock chains around it. That's demonic right. incantation. <laughs> Did someone say demonic incantations? Oh my god! Can we not <laughs> go into that tangent? <laughs> well, I mean, if you guys didn't catch on yet, in Ian's absence, Migs here has attempted to take me into the interrogation room, cuffed me to a table, but <laughs> the turns have tabled. Just so you know, I want to be in these handcuffs. Sure, sure, sure you do, Migs. They're really comfy. Okay, so no, to be Dre- clear, is this on the record or off the record? Let's uh, let's go with off the record, shall we? All right. Okay, thank you for getting the button. I couldn't reach it. Now, Dre, you and I have been working in this precinct together for like a good numbers years. <laughs> yes, a good numbers years. That's Sorry, a- like I was I was gesturing vaguely, but I realized that people can't see me gesturing vaguely. <laughs> so I'm just gonna. <laughs> no, basically, I I know you personally but like i feel like our yes. audience hasn't really gotten to know you as well mm-hmm. i understand that being in this content creation field has been commonplace for you over the years when do you, when exactly do you think you actually became a content creator like when did you start oh that's ooh that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty tough question yeah cuz like you know you don't wake up one day and realize that Okay, today I'm gonna be a content creator. It's it's sort of just like a career that you bleed into, but like yeah. When did you start making content? Okay, uh, are we are we gonna define it by the day I decided I'm gonna be a content creator, or just when I started making content? And okay, or that, or making content and then posting it to the public. That's like, up what to is... you, man. When do you consider yourself Ooh. like the dawn or like the birth of your content creation? I think, you know, it would, for a lot of people who, I, I believe, I, I probably have mentioned it on our first episode, and if you haven't listened to that yet, check it out. That's uh, Origin Stories, Episode 1, Geek PD Season 1. But if you guys don't know, I do have a YouTube channel, and I started YouTube. Well, the YouTube channel I have now has gone through numerous different phases, but even then, that wasn't my first YouTube channel. I will not uh, reveal, it's, it's currently redacted, the name of that youtube channel my original one maybe down the line you, maybe if you become a patreon if we open up a patreon maybe you'll know or if, if we you get become him, a patron you mean patreon is the website patron that's what is the I, people <laughs> no no they, they will become the website <laughs> <laughs> they will become patreons that's right but maybe maybe somehow maybe if you do a maybe if somebody asks me on our lives on kumu every third thursday of the month maybe i'll share it then but as of now that uh Mind you, it still exists. A little hard to find, but it's somewhere there. And I created it 2009, where I. You're started... really not gonna share the title? Not. I feel like YouTube? I feel like we should keep them in suspense for now and All keep right. it a mystery for them to maybe try to figure out. But Whoever it's... figures it out, you can take home one action figure from my collection. I'm just saying. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? That's I, I I see there is a reason, guys, why Miggs is so confident about this. You'll never figure it out what it is. You're it's never not, gonna figure it out. <laughs> you're never gonna figure it out. And the thing is, it's for those who don't know, I mean now I do fashion and style content on my YouTube channel. And before that it was uh gear and lifestyle, which I still kinda do. But before mm-hmm. that, was nuggets from humble you. from humble beginnings <laughs> yes uh, so my my youtube channel now is called dre before that it was the signet and then before that the original name of that channel was nugget zord where in that wasn't the original original no. when <laughs> when i created nugget zord it's because i wanted to start fresh started start clean even though yeah, i was going to yeah. create the same content anyways which is action figure reviews because mm-hmm. if you guys don't know i am an avid collector of action figures i have over 110 transformers action figures with it's true i've seen the entire briefcase it's it's amazing (laughs) yeah and so i wanted to up my 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 content so i made the nugget zord channel but before that i was on i almost said the channel's name i was on my first channel and i started it because i around that time youtube was relatively fresh there weren't a lot of... I think around that time, the biggest people on YouTube were Jenna Marbles. Around 2010. Yeah, maybe Smosh. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was like YouTube was pretty young. A lot of the bigger creators now, yeah. they were starting out then. Yeah. And I figured might as well throw my hat in to mm-hmm. the action figure review scene because I speak pretty good English. If you ever find that channel, my English... What was a, is a far cry from what it is now, but mm-hmm. it, but I just felt like I, I think I can do this. And the first video I ever released is arguably pretty terrible, but but it it is a testament to the advice that I always give aspiring content creators or aspiring mm-hmm. YouTubers, which is just start. Yep, because the mindset of the, the idea that no i gotta get all the good gear first because yeah, i want my yeah. first video to be perfect mm-hmm. that mindset is gonna that's that's a black hole because there's always mm-hmm. gonna be something better always some new gear and you're never gonna get started and if you try to get all the best gear at the start you're either gonna go bankrupt from your bank account or yep. it'll take you way too long because a lot of the good gear is really expensive and even the and- budget side you're gonna have to set aside a, still a sum of money to and get that no, going. There's no checklist that, that you need to mm-hmm. tick off. And, you know, you're never going to be complete. Like, yeah. even if you have a camera, you have a microphone, you have a you have a nice PC, yeah. you're going to start thinking, oh, maybe I could use some lights. Or yeah. maybe I could have a backdrop. Or like, yeah. oh, it's going to lead to, I need a soundproof room. Mm. You know, just if you have a potato that can record, <laughs> then you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the great thing is nowadays... Our cell, a lot of our phones are capable of producing pretty darn good quality videos. Some better than actual handheld cameras. Yeah, if I may and add. I guess it was a little bit more passable back then because there, it wasn't really popular to have the best camera back then. In two thousand nine, people weren't yeah. really thinking about having the best DSLR for their YouTube content. In fact, most of the content was on uh, point like point and shoot dig- digital cameras. And that was one of mine. But the, what was terrible about it was I chose to shoot it at night. And I thought it would be nice to shoot it with all the lights turned off except for one lamp. And mm, I was that's... on the floor in uh-huh. front of in front of a door. So uh-huh. you can see like and I didn't even frame it right. 
so the the yeah, yeah. the the line between like that that separates the door and the wall is like a third of the frame, <laughs> and it's, it's just so bad. And, you, you you didn't exactly apply rule of thirds correctly, but like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, subconsciously the idea was there. Yeah, yeah, the idea was there. It's just it's not supposed to be like horizontal. <laughs> yeah, I think one of my favorite quotes, my most favorite quotes from that video, was when I was I was reviewing this action figure called uh, I don't even remember his name. The starts starts with a V. Anyways, it's a uh, the color scheme was black silver and brown and mm. there's a scene there, there, there's not i say scene but it's like an action figure review but there's a part there mm. where <laughs> i'm saying the colors but for some reason i i don't know what went through my head i don't know if i had a a a, a, a just a brain fart of some sort mm-hmm. but i paused for a significant amount of time to say brown so I was just like, the, mm-hmm. so as you, as, uh, I'm going to try to simulate my accent back then. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So as you guys can see, the color scheme is black, silver, and brown. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> when I rewatch it, I'm like, what? why did it take you so long to say brown? What like, you were you trying to add a suspense factor? Or, uh? Yeah. And the worst part <laughs> is majority of the, like 80% to 90% of the figure is brown. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I, I feel like what happened was I was looking at it and just like, what other colors are on this? And brown. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously I I transitioned to, I realized, oh, nga pala, in my room, I have a desk and I have a light. So mm-hmm. I, I transitioned there, but I would have an electric fan on. So you can kind of hear the, you know that sound not the aim but you know the the wind blowing in your microphone sound yeah yeah i'm not going to simulate it here because i i love you guys who are listening yeah, i don't want to destroy your in, ears it's a pain in the ass yeah like, if you hear but that. it was kind of okay back then because I mean, most content was kind of janky back then and i'd the say, bar was very low yeah and i think that that's what makes content creating back then a little bit more pure than it is now because of the fact that back then all you need is good content. Oh yeah. Like nobody thought about the pixels or nobody thought about the bokeh, like how blurry the background is or how crisp your B-roll. B-roll wasn't even like people nowadays everybody knows what B-roll is because mm-hmm. of getting into YouTube or because of yeah. content creating because YouTubers actually say the term B-roll and say I'm mm-hmm. just going to capture some B-roll, but back then it's just Okay, I'll just take some footage of this thing close yeah, up. Yeah, just, just footage that I can overlay and put in every now and then to add context to whatever yeah. I'm saying. And even back then, we weren't even doing that. We were just, <laughs> we wouldn't even zoom in. You'd literally bring whatever mm-hmm. you're reviewing just up close to the camera. You know, wherever your tripod was, that's the point of view for the entire video. Exactly. Basically. And it, it's a testament to a lot of the classic, wonderful videos uh, of the past that we all know and love from YouTube. The fact mm-hmm. that we enjoyed them for for the content that they were, and not because yeah. they looked amazing or they it was, had the best but it graphics. Was, it was genuine content. Like there weren't yeah. any fancy tricks to it. It was just like mm. straightforward. People were recording on freaking MacBook photo booth for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Ryan Higgins content. Exactly. Super like his uh the How to Be Ninja, How to Be Gangster oh, yeah. series. It mm-hmm. was the jankiest stuff, but it was hilarious for the mm-hmm. time. Granted, some that- of the stuff I mean, it didn't age well, considering what some people would argue, you know, the accents or whatever. But still, 
for the time, given the fact that it was just some dudes recording with some janky ass camera mm-hmm. in their living room throwing around a green exercise ball. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the epitome of content and creation. We ate that shit up, man. Like yeah. like we would talk about it in school. It was just it was our yeah. it was our Netflix back then. Yeah, and <laughs> and we'd have to we'd have to send over our uh, Yo, can you send me the link through Yahoo Messenger? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my oh man, it's it's crazy. But I mean, I guess I went on like a totally weird tangent about it. But I would say my start, I I would consider my start as a content creator was that that channel, that faithful day. And mind you, dial up internet, pato. Yeah. Oh so like, to, for all those people who who are on TikTok, and you've seen that that you know that TikTok where it's like you you'll know your age if you if you know the sound, know that just, tone. Like this dialing up, it's that's how we. For all those people who don't know, if we have any younger listeners here, internet had to be dialed up back then. Mm-hmm. So you'd and connect an someone... Ethernet cable to this thing that would connect to your computer or your laptop, if, I guess. If you had a fax yeah. machine and someone used the phone, like, <laughs> oh no, 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 yeah, and, <laughs> and usually you'd have this little scratch card, uh-huh. you know, the plastic card that you'd scratch the back mm-hmm. of, and then you'd mm-hmm. input the code. Code, and, the, yeah. and and usually those cards, it's like load, so yeah, like, like prepaid load. So yeah. that'll determine how much internet or how much time internet time you have. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. it's crazy because it's it was relatively unreliable, and not to mention having to granted the the file sizes of of footage back then weren't that big, but still having to upload. When I was uploading YouTube videos back then, it would take me a whole day to upload a ten minute video, like a whole dude. I, day. I'm surprised like you are even able to upload period because like people can't interrupt your internet connection while that entire thing is ha- that entire process is happening yeah like, exactly. uploading isn't what it uh, uploading isn't as instant as it is today yeah I, I remember having to go to an internet cafe just to watch youtube like, oh I my because goodness. yeah because we only had like two computers in our house and there were like what seven of us living there mm-hmm. and and we had two fax machines yeah. So it, you know, it's impossible to use all of those simultaneously nowadays. You know, everyone has smartphones, and you can all be watching Netflix at the same time. But like back then, mm-hmm. I remembered that if if I knew that Ryan Higa was gonna upload something, I would go to an internet cafe that my friend owned, <laughs> yeah. and I would just watch YouTube. You know, and like I didn't have many subscriptions, but I would go to the funny category. You remember oh, that? Wow. The com- wow. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. There were categories on YouTube. Oh man. And you know, you would just go to the funny category. Good grief. Like that those are the days. But okay, like I digress. This isn't mm-hmm. my interrogation, it's yours. <laughs> do you think I'm sorry. No, carry but, on, carry on. Do you, and how does that make you feel? <laughs> pretty bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So Dre, did you start a YouTube channel because you wanted to do Transformers or action figure reviews, or did you do action figure reviews because you wanted to start a YouTube channel? Or do you even remember? You know, here's the thing. A lot of people now who are getting into content creating or YouTube or TikTok or whatever, and this is not me throwing shade. It's it's a it's a fair it's a fair mindset to have. A lot of people are getting into content creating because they want to get famous. Or yes. they wanna earn a lot of money or get sponsors get sent free stuff and just get paid by people absurd amounts of money to post a picture which mm-hmm. you guys don't know 
people get paid absurd amounts of money to post a picture or an Instagram mm-hmm. story, which is, I mean, that's the influencer life, and I get it. But back there's then, a reason why all these influencers have enough money to be where they are, or yeah. like make make everything look so good. And for me, back then, granted, it could have been because of how old I was. I was uh, that's. I'll just let you do the math. I think I mentioned my age somewhere in one of our episodes, and this is 2009 when I created this channel, the original channel. So Dre and, was 21 years old. <laughs> no, hey, <laughs> uh, and, and you were 60. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think for me it was just more of I saw so many people doing it, like the people that I looked up to, people doing doing action figure reviews, right, and. I just thought that it would be fun to do it and just put it up there. And I mm-hmm. would I I wanted other people to have the same enjoyment that I would get watching these people's videos when they watch my videos. And to mm-hmm. me that was that was good enough. And like it, it at that time I didn't even know anything about the partnership program or earning anything or whatever. That wasn't really on my mind. I just saw it and I just thought, "Hey, that's kind of cool. I got a mm-hmm. camera." I, I got a lot of toys, so why yeah, not? See, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Like the content back then was so genuine because you didn't have, you didn't have any of these concepts of like partner YouTube partnership or like being donated during live streams, like being yeah. donated to during live streams. There wasn't yeah. any semblance of like possibly making a, a living or a career out of being yeah. on YouTube. So it was just like content was out there because people wanted their content to be out there yeah and there wasn't this toxic mindset or okay maybe maybe there was there may have been few cases but it was significantly less than nowadays where you know the toxic mindset of you get like five thousand followers you're like oh that's not enough to be a partner or that's not enough to whatever and back then it's it's like we'd be going yo even nowadays especially okay i I have more followers on tiktok than i do on my youtube channel mainly because Mm -hmm. it's easier to create content on tiktok and it's easier to find to be found on tiktok yes. because of yes. how you consume the content which is just scrolling on your for you page and if the content shows up then the content shows up while on mm-hmm. youtube you usually you have to search something and then mm-hmm. if you're lucky your content will come up your video will come yeah, up. yeah you anyways, gotta seek something out yeah, yeah there um right now i have a thousand eight hundred subscribers on youtube which to a lot of people is just all like long but if you yeah, put it yeah. put it in the context of there are a thousand eight and eight hundred people what who wanna watch my content. Yeah. Can you imagine all those people in the same room? Yeah. Just like, watching you put a thousand eight hundred do, do a review. <laughs> You're right. Or or just nowadays they do fashion and style. So can you imagine you in an auditorium of a thousand eight hundred people? And you're just kind of flaunting your your clothes. Yeah, you just come out and you're like, yeah. Okay, so these sneakers really look nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you do you even know that many people? It's I always yeah. tell people that you know, in in the grander scheme of things, of being an influencer or or being a content creator, sure, anything under than five thousand maybe is like not a lot. But if you think of them as actual individual people, which they are, yeah. that's a lot of people, yeah. dude. Just having fifty people, like if 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 I'm every time I'm on TikTok live and I get thirty people, it's just, there are literally mm-hmm. thirty people looking at me right now. It's yeah, a lot and of interact- people. And like it's different because they're interacting with you at that point, so they're given a yeah. voice. They're not just numbers on your screen. Yeah, and I think that's what's troubling about the whole content creating scene now is a lot of people are losing the whole point of content creation, which is mm-hmm. the creativity. That's why I love it when I see people. You can tell 
Like if you guys mm-hmm. are on TikTok, uh, Chris, see Chris HC, mm-hmm. the uh, the 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 girl who has the Russian characters, the Katrina, Misha, yeah. and Sergey. Yeah. Okay, okay, Riley, okay. Like she's, you watch her content. It's just you can tell she puts a lot of thought into it, and it's genuinely entertaining, and it's very pure content. Unlike other people who, you know, I'm sorry, but the thirst traps or mm-hmm. just <laughs> when people do, I mean, both guys and girls do this. You know, when, when they lip sync to a song and then they're barely moving their lips, just trying to make fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they just want an excuse to be in front of a camera. <laughs> yeah. And it's and, you know, it'll get a lot of views and they'll get a lot of follows. But can you it, it, it to each their own? And I, you know, respect to your hustle or whatever. But for me. What always goes through my mind is if I was creating that kind of content, I don't think I can call myself a content creator. Because mm-hmm. for me, being a content creator means imparting value. Like your content imparts value to a person in, in some way, shape, or form. Granted, thirst traps, I guess, kind of impart value. Yeah. I mean, this. I guess this is some hot takes for me, and uh, yeah. I understand people get offended by it. Totally fine. It's called a hot seat for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just it for me... That's that's why I was initially so against TikTok, and now it's like one of it's basically my main plat one of my main platforms now besides my YouTube. Yeah, I I remember getting into TikTok way before you did. Yeah, well, I and wasn't. I, and I was content. so against was it. Do you kid. remember me? You were, yeah, <laughs> giving I you would, so much like, shit for it. <laughs> I w- yeah, you would give me shit for it, and I would like coax you into being part of some of my TikToks, and you'd just mm-hmm. be like playing along with it. Thank you, by the way. You're for welcome. At least playing along with it, but like. Then you started saying, like, you started telling us, like, you started to get a following. And yeah. I was like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. And I told uh, you, you see, people just got to find their platform for yeah. the certain type of content that they want to release or, like, that, that yeah. they can release. You and know, I it's think, not exactly, it's, you, don't, yeah. you don't go into a platform thinking that you're going to get famous. Mm. Like, some well, people do, maybe. Some but people I think do go into that. Some people do. Actually, most people do <laughs> nowadays, at least. Which is yeah. fine. And we're not saying there's anything wrong with that if that's what you want to do. Oh, yeah. If, no, of course yeah. not. I like, mean, that's like, totally cool. That's what actors... I mean, actors get into acting half m- because they love acting, but mostly because they want to be famous and be stars. And that's totally cool. Yeah, you got to find your own motivation. But there, yeah. but like for for like the, the more old school way mm-hmm. of doing things. Yeah. I think like if you have content that you just want to get out, there's always going to be somewhere that you can post it. And there's always going to be an audience who's going to want to watch your stuff. Exactly. That's that's what I was about to delve into. Like, when you were doing action figure reviews, did you realize how niche it was? Because the con when mm-hmm. like you know that the algorithm changes depending on what kind of content you want to consume. Yeah. You of course. knew of all of these action figure reviewers before already, mm-hmm. and you wanted to be like them. But like to other people that saw you. Like myself included, I was like, action figure reviews are a thing, you know. <laughs> like I didn't know that that was a thing back mm-hmm. then. Nowadays, yeah, sure, because I freaking love action figures. But even back then, I was just buying action figures just for the heck of it. And I did realize that there were some flaws to it. Yeah, like like there are some figures that are the same price as others, and they suck. Oh or yeah, like 100%. Su- some are just some are just repaints. Mm-hmm. Marvel Legends. <laughs> yeah, Marvel Marvel Legends nowadays. Well, granted they are getting better, but man, when they just they don't even sculpt the the they just take it and then just They literally on. repaint oh, it's tights, it. So it's supposed yeah. to be skin tight. Bullshit. Yeah. Like 
okay, I, I get Black Panther. Okay, I get the Black Panther That's figure. Fair. Yeah. Although at even then, they, yeah. At least they gave him a cape. You know, oh, you, are you talking gave, about the original Black Panther? Yes, the original Black Panther, Marvel Legends Toy Biz. Oh, at least well, they gave the Toy him Biz a, one had dude his armor his, his, his tights were textured. It was as highly textured. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. So it and made sense. <laughs> it yeah. made sense because it was you know it was it's Wakandan uh, synthetic fibers. Yeah, with a cape. But then, like they took they took Wonder Man, which I've also brought up in this podcast <laughs> already. <laughs> and I guess on comic book panels they look like tights, and it makes mm. sense that they are tights. But like yeah. just repainting Black Panther's armor and and turning it into just, just Wonder dude. Man's t- just, a dude. just a dude, it literally looks like he's just he has body paint on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you know those cosplayers that just do body paint. Yeah, it's exactly what it looked like, and it just—oh my goodness—that that figure, I will never yeah. stop ranting about it. Yeah, no, because especially because there's a much better version of it, which is the the atomized 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 the purple one, ionized, ionized, right? The ionized. Yeah, yeah. The I think almost... it's, it's. I've been watching too much Legends of Tomorrow that the atom <laughs> is just in my in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the ionized uh, uh, one is just so much better. Yeah, so. it's semi-translucent. It's it's like it's purple. It's just so it's nice. It's purple, and he has you know he looks like he could do some actual damage. But then, but what what irks me is that in that series, in that line that he came out, Wonder yeah. Man specifically, that was the the riders where everyone had a vehicle. Yeah. Oh. In that's yeah. You remember <laughs> Dude, that juggernaut? <laughs> Jug- no, no, no. That wasn't juggernaut. That was Hulkbuster. <gasps> Was it? Oh my god, yeah, you're right. It's Hulkbuster. It Hulk and he had a floating scooter. It was a floating scooter or something. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a glider with, with scooter hand, handles, handlebars. No, Wonder Man had the handlebars. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, Wonder Man had the handlebars. It was. Oh, wait, did, 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 um, did Hulkbuster have the. Uh, the it was a little the glider. Goblin style glider, but, yes. but bigger? Yes. Right, right. And so did Ultron for some freaking reason. Yeah, and that was um questionable, but granted, at least those figures were actually pretty good. So you could just if you don't exactly. want, you could just no, toss the the writing part. That's what I was gonna say. Like toss the writing parts, the Ultron figure and the Hulkbuster figure were in that same line. And they yeah. were amazing figures and they were they were iconic. Dude. Like Hulkbuster became one of the most highly mm-hmm. sought after collectibles from that comic book. Mainly also because it was uh, that, chunkus that, of a figure. Like it was a lot of plastic. You, you exactly. Could, you could bludgeon like I mean I'm not saying you should bludgeon. I don't know if I but, can say you know what I'm gonna say it right now. But if it's not allowed, <laughs> Sola cut it out. You can bludgeon a child with that thing. <laughs> In the context of us being children too back then, like if you were playing with your friends, like if, uh-huh, if, if, yeah. if a kid got annoyed and smacked yeah, yeah. another kid with that with that Hulkbuster, uh-huh. it would do some damage. Yep. Oh, yep. Like there's a reason why that thing can take down the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> more like child buster i can't say that no. oh, d- dude <laughs> cut the child buster out i can't say that but you know it's no all right yeah so that's that's what i didn't understand how were those two figures ultron and hulkbuster how are they in the same series as wonder man and that janky ass scarlet witch figure i think at the time with the mar with marvel legends didn't think too much about because nowadays if you look at all the mar- current marvel legends releases it's mostly thematic. Like the current wave is going to be like uh, the 
the let's say the Infinity War waves. So everybody, yeah, like, or, yeah, or like uh, the symbiote, the symbiote waves. So it's all it all makes sense as wave mates. Back then, none of, none of it made sense. This person could have a yeah, vehicle. <laughs> I I think it was more of they thought about which figure would be cool to release next, or be which character would be nice to make a character of. And then somebody was just all like, okay, now what'll be the overarching theme yeah, of this yeah. of this release? You know, Granted, just I could to have be wrong some semblance because, of cohesion. Yeah, because I mean, I my my memory of my knowledge of Marvel Legends history is a little blurry now because I haven't. It's been a while. It's been a while since I bought some figures because I have much more pressing hobbies now that require a lot more attention, like my unhealthy custom mechanical keyboard hobby that is. Tearing a hole into my wallet, but require a lot of attention or a lot of money. <laughs> a little bit of both, actually. But yeah, it's it's which I mean, I honestly I don't mind either or. Granted, it's nice to have like a thematic wave of figures, but it's kind of cool to not know what's coming, you know. And it just yeah. it's just like oh okay, I got a nightcrawler. Yeah, it's like oh. it's like Smash Brothers. You'll never know who's gonna come in next. Exactly. It's always such a pleasant surprise. Because yeah. even if the other people in that series that comes out or in that line that comes out mm-hmm. aren't exactly, you know, desirable, there's that one figure that you always want from that series. Yeah, exactly. And for me, uh, that's that's really, I mean, it, it all really depends on the value that, like, if somebody's going to find, and it all kind of boils down back to content creation, which is you make content that you love, and I assure you there's somebody out there that's going to enjoy your content, just like what yeah. you said, you know. You can have like a whole series of figures, but at least one of those, like there's always going to be somebody who's going to want one of those figures. Mm-hmm. Same goes with your, with your content, which is, you know, some people think too much. Like, okay, what's the, I'm going to go, sorry to any international followers, but I'm going to use a term, yung patok na patok. Like what is the most popular content right now for me to start making content, which from a marketing perspective, I guess is mm-hmm. fair, but also... It's kind of like in the same context of do you of a, of a job that you don't particularly like. like do you really want to be making content that you don't enjoy? And mm-hmm. then let's say let's say you do get big, but you absolutely hate making that kind of content. But you're now kind of stuck there because it's paying the bills and stuff like that, and you're just miserable. Mm-hmm. And that's how people see you. You know, you've sort of create you're so you've sort of narrowed yourself down to this brand. Yeah, you know, it is it is very miserable and also exhausting. By the way, it is. It takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Even and, if you like the content that you make, like it still takes a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. And, and and even then it's you know, it, it's it's not to say that once you start making this kind of content, you can't make another kind of content. I'm on my YouTube I do fashion and style and some coffee content. But for those who don't know, or if you yeah, I'm also a voiceover artist or and voice actor. Mm-hmm. And one of the people actually why I started on TikTok was I posted my one of my fashion videos on a fashion group here in the Philippines and somebody, like a lot of people were like, well, I love your voice and whatever. And some guy said, oh, are you on TikTok? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. Why? It's like, oh, because uh, t- the voiceover artist is a thing that people watch on TikTok. I was like, what? I thought it was all about the renegade renegade. <laughs> and hey. so I went on it. You know, Obviously, I knew about Inca. Shout out to you, Inca, on the off chance that maybe you're listening. But it's... I, I knew about her, but I didn't know that it was such it was a thing. So I just started releasing some content. First few videos did all right, and then I released that one video mm-hmm. that really skyrocketed me forward. That one video where I put on my Jack Sparrow hat, 
and pretended to be a warlock love. And this, yeah. the, it was a, and it it was was a duet, duet, right? With this, with this girl who was at, pretending to be Violet, I think from Maleficent, if I'm not mistaken. And I just pretended. And then it just started getting so many views so quick. And I was like, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe I should keep making content here. And I love making that kind of content because obviously, you know, Migs, Ian, and I do it all the time anyways, where we just kind of do bits and have characters and whatever that we make up on the spot just around each other or yeah, when, we, when we play d You know, it's yeah, just, a, and, just a shtick. Yeah, so, and I always have these really cool, funny ideas that, you, you know, those moments where you just, you're walking around and this funny thing pops in your head and you just giggle to yourself. <laughs> And you never, yeah, and then you don't think down, twice that down. about it. <laughs> yeah, and and now a lot, every time I have an idea, I'm all like, oh, I think that'd make a pretty good video. And yeah, now there are a lot of people that enjoy my content. And I remember during one of my lives, it really, what it really did get to me when somebody said it was Valentine's Day. Uh, well, I'm mm-hmm. single. If you guys are wondering, kaya nagtiktok lang ako during Valentine's Day, but I was on live, <laughs> and somebody said, "Can I just say like this was like during one of the comments." I was having an absolutely horrible day and I was super down, mm-hmm. but your live uh, just turned that around for me. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for being on live right now. And uh, yeah. and I think that was a new follower bus. So I was all like, oh, like I think they just happened to scroll by. And that just mm-hmm. kind of, it boils down to the reason why I make, to why I make the, con- the kind of content that I, that I make, which obviously it'd be nice if I get famous and, you know, and this inevitably pays the bills. Granted, I love culinary arts. I want to have a restaurant and slash cafe one day, but it would be really nice to make money out of content trading because that's my other passion, my other love, which is making videos and making content. But from the very beginning, I always saw the content that I'm making as providing a service for those people. Because especially here in the Philippines, especially around the time that I was doing it, nobody was making reviews on both action figures or generally just when somebody does a back to school video mm-hmm. a lot of like, every, it, it was so refreshing for a lot of people to hear somebody say and i got the and in a in a voice like this yeah, yeah. and this you can get from national bookstore for only 5 pesos and then they're like yeah. huh national yeah, yeah. bookstore this guy's in the philippines and back then mm-hmm. everybody's just when you would watch these these big youtubers in the back of our heads here from the Philippines, it's like, oh, that's really cool. But they bought it from Amazon. Where can I get it? Yeah. So I figured, well, nobody's doing it. And, you know, if when I was younger, I was like, you know, back then when I knew less about the, because obviously getting into the YouTube scene, you learn about a lot about tech. When you watch mm-hmm. a lot of tech reviewers, you learn about. So a lot of the knowledge that I have accumulated at the time, I was like, you know, I wish that I, I would have somebody like me back then to watch yeah you know like a just not just a frame of reference but just something that hits close to home yeah you know because like like filipinos were were consumers by heart yeah but but i remember when we were younger and and not everything was centralized on the internet where you could literally find everything and anything online Mm. for a cheap price like i remember back then i used and shopee were not a thing yeah, they were no like online shopping was completely ob- non-existent. We, about, we had eBay in the Philippines at least, but I remember <laughs> eBay. The only PH. time, <laughs> no, I remember the only time that I could buy stuff from eBay was when I was abroad, because they wouldn't yeah. ship to the Philippines. Oh yeah, no, but eventually we had Sulit.com. You remember that Sulit.ph? Yeah, a Sulit.com.ph yeah, yeah. became OLX. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, which was then but, bought by Carousel, I think. But this is like way, way back, like yeah. when when all we had was TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Young Home Shopping Network. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, t- I, to- I totally was at a point in time where I just felt like, you know, it's if if and it kind of it boils down to a mindset that I have generally with anything in life, which is if you have the ability and the power to do it and nobody else is going to do it, why the fuck don't you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's and it applies to so many different things. And it's like if if. There's somebody there. Like, let's say somebody is, like, let's say, uh, on a completely, I, I guess on a little bit of a darker note, if somebody is there getting bullied and you have the ability to stand up for that person and nobody else will, go fucking do it. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing it. Or on the other end, if you're, uh, let's say, in a job scenario or in, 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 let's say in a group scenario and somebody has to take charge or somebody something needs to get done, and you know well and good that you have the capabilities and the skills to do it. And the only thing stopping you is, oh, or you're not sure if you can do it. Dude, just do it. Mm-hmm. And, and that applies to you know, helping people in any kind of aspect also in content creating, which is for me, when I'm look, every time I find a local brand, obviously it's inevitable now. Medyo, you know, it's, 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 there is the Western mentality ingrained in us all which is most more often than not if we know that it comes that it, it comes from a western country or maybe the states we don't think we don't really think twice about it but once you see a local brand you're all like mm, baka parang sketch to or baka bad yeah, quality yeah. or something which you know i might get scammed yeah which nowadays i'm glad that local brands is a very trust mostly trustworthy thing and a lot of people well it still want to still happens local. you know yeah but i mean people still the, get scammed. the consumer mindset of the philippines when it comes to local brands. In fact, some people prefer local, like, ooh, support local, which is great. But even to this day, when, when there are not a lot of people doing reviews of these local brands because mm-hmm. they're, they're literally there's nobody who, who would do it. And yeah. I get it. And that's the why the, the, the running joke in the Filipino fashion discord here in the Philippines called Filipino Fashion Talk. The running joke is frontliner because I'm usually the one who buys pieces from local designers uh-huh. and then I make a review of it and then let the community know if it's good or if it's trash yeah. or I mean not trash like, like it's if it's bad quality or if it's you know if there was bad customer service basically I'm the guy who will try it out and then let them know yeah because well of course as much as I want to do it within reason because I, I'm I mean a great example right now is I'm really into making coffee, which you know, Migs. Like I'm a addict to I drink like four oh, cups yeah. of coffee a day. I know. It's yeah. Sometimes it's very unhealthy because you drink it at night. <laughs> I mean, it's it's always coffee time somewhere in the world, so that applies to. <laughs> We're in one place. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, so I I made a, one of my most viewed videos on my YouTube channel is my review of this coffee grinder, the Timmy Moore C2, which mm-hmm. for one thing there really wasn't anybody reviewing it here in the Philippines, so I figured it would be nice to review it because people mm-hmm. are looking for a review of it. And yeah, because like, we do have a barista community. Yeah, and uh, generally, so, uh, home brewing 
especially during the lockdown, became very popular, and a lot of oh, people yeah. started homebrewing, which is really as cool. If, as if third wave wasn't being appreciated enough, like with these yeah. new pop up pop up cafes. But like now, people are actually buying their own equipment, like Chemex, all mm-hmm. and their own beans too. Like people yes. are getting more adventurous and experimental. Yeah, and what, what the interesting thing about uh, being a, a reviewer, I guess, or having content that is sometimes reviewing a review channel yeah yeah it's a because like for me i'm not a completely review channel but i do do reviews every now and then yes the 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 hurdle (laughs) that i've always (laughs) 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 but the thing that i've the hurdle that i've always found is sometimes viewers forget that when they ask you to review something that's not free. Like I, I, yeah. like I would have to potentially buy that. So when people yeah. say, nah, I still get comments in some of my videos now. Nah, Ooh, this new grinder is out. Maybe you could do a review of it. Like, yeah. I mean, I would love to if they said. That's why when somebody said, "Oh, this new uh, grinder just got released and it's recently just made available in the Philippines," called the Hero SO One, it'd yeah. be cool if you could do a review of it. And I looked it up and I found a local brand that's a local coffee brand that supplies it so i reached mm-hmm. out i was like i have some people asking if i could review it would you like to sponsor the review and i'll obviously i'll shout out your your coffee brand let them know that they can if you're gonna buy it you should buy it from them mm-hmm. and they sent me one but mm-hmm. you know after that i still get comments like oh this other grinder is that and this other grinder yeah is that. yeah and like quite literally Unlike, let's say, if it was a designer of clothes, like it would make sense. Okay, if there's a new pair of pants, yeah, okay, I can buy a new pair of pants out to my wardrobe. But with yeah. something like a coffee grinder, I literally already have two. So there would be yeah. no reason for me to go and buy another grinder just for review. And then it'll just be sitting there getting unused. Especially yeah. grinders you're, aren't you're, that cheap either. Like, you're literally taking one for the team if that's the case. Exactly. Like, which is why I started doing. I I don't think I told you about this yet, but I started doing this thing called Buy Me a Coffee, like buymeacoffee.com. It's kind of like Patreon, but it's more of just like because Patreon, you know, there's patrons and then there's uh, pa- patron content and whatever. But with mm-hmm. buymeacoffee.com, it's just straight up. If you guys want to donate to the channel and help out the channel, it's kind of cool because it's like this is not a sponsor, by the way. But hey, my, if you guys want to sponsor, <laughs> Baka naman. Baka naman. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool because I just found it. And you can set how much each coffee is worth. Uh, so let's say for me, each coffee is worth $5. So and there's mm-hmm. like a setting for one coffee, three coffees, and five coffees. Somebody will just click and then they pay through PayPal. And then my, the direct, it's like they're just sending me money to, through PayPal using buymeacoffee.com. It's like Patreon, but simpler. And mm-hmm. it's, I decided to open that up so that if, if there are people asking for certain reviews of things, I can use that to fund those reviews to make content for people. Like it'll just go back into the channel as an investment. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know, you know people would love the content. And I guess I know some people are, were looking, are looking for avenues to donate in order for me to make this content. And I was like, okay, here you go. If you, if you want to help me buy the things you want me to review, then it's here. And it's, it's a great resource i'd imagine which i guess is one of the good things about content creating now is that we're a little a little less hindered by the monetary aspect and that if we have a big following and they want to support the channel ad free you're always going to have a return a return of investment basically yeah and because like obviously youtube is, is free you don't pay 
to have a YouTube account. So, and granted, at one point, YouTube starts paying you, but sometimes it's not enough to pay the bills. So, and that's why I think doing Patreon and buymeacoffee.com is totally feasible and totally fair because, like, literally, you're making free content for people. So, a little, a little bit of a donation would be nice mm-hmm. because, especially for people who want to go full time into YouTube, they got to be able to pay the bills. So, I, yeah. I, I'm glad that that's a feature that is openly available now that people can do. Yeah. If you have a podcast yourself, why don't you head on over to podmetrics.co sign up using the referral code GEEKPD. That's all caps, G-E-E-K-P-D. To get full control on how you monetize your show regardless of its size. And if you're an advertiser who wants to collab with us, GeekPD, then we'd love to have you in the precinct. Head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. If you didn't know, this digital precinct, other than being fueled by mere geekdom, isn't the only thing keeping our place running. We're also able to collaborate with other brands using Podmetrics, an incredibly easy way to monetize your podcast. Now, yeah. uh, Dre, I noticed with all these insights of like how content creation has evolved, you know, like some phrases have become outdated to the point where like nobody believes in the whole if you love what you do, you're never going to work a day in your life because obviously even if you love what you do, you're still exerting maximum effort. Yeah. Like even more so because you're so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And that That is like an avenue for like um, burnout. Mm-hmm. I mean, people get burnout so often nowadays, like yeah. especially people who work from home because work and home aren't separated. They're just one thing. Yeah. What? Which it shouldn't from, be. It really shouldn't be. Yeah, it really shouldn't be. You, yeah. you really have to at least sleep not in your office. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. How, you've you've been through these ups and downs. Aside mm-hmm. from fulfillment, aside from you know those people that tell you that hey, you made my day. Or yeah. aside from getting a fancy ass paycheck at the end of that one project, <laughs> what, what keeps you going with all this shit? Like, you know, we have these as hobbies and passions. We love mm-hmm. we love voiceovers. We love D and D. We love podcasting for crying out loud. But honestly, what gets you up? But yeah, doing what you love is really what what keeps you going and keeps you moving forward. And as Another quick revelation. I feel like I'm just going all out and revealing a lot of stuff about me to you guys right now. But if you guys don't know, I'm also a uh, a quite quite an experienced magician, like a card, like a street magician. I'm not the stage magician with the uh, if you guys watch WandaVision where close up <laughs> magic, stage magic. Yeah, yeah, it's close up magic. I do close up magic mostly. I've been doing it for over ten years, and I think it, it's if if I, if Migs, if you remember my answer to you or what when i told you why i do magic mm-hmm. i'd say it's the same answer for why i create content and what what is what what keeps me or what makes me wake up every day pick up a camera and make some content which is because you know, because chicks write their numbers on your cards <laughs> um we weren't supposed to talk about that but okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> ah, sorry anyways but yes, um, when it comes to me doing magic, for me, it's it's the smiles on on their faces, and really the uh, the idea that well, okay, in the context of magic or performing close up magic for somebody, if if I can just take even for us, if I could just for a second in somebody's life, 
just make them forget about all the worries and the troubles and just maybe for a moment believe that magic might actually exist and just give them a little bit of that 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 wonder that they mm-hmm. used to have as a kid and just bring them back. Cause I, we all know this. Even me, when I watch other magicians, when you see a magic trick, it just it it, mm-hmm. it brings you to a place of wonder that the last time you probably felt it was when you were a kid, just when everything amazed you and everything was yeah, just like, yeah. what? Right? It's Yeah. And for me, just the ability, the, again, it boils down to the, I have me being a seasoned magician, I have the ability to cheer somebody up and I have the ability to bring that sense of wonder to somebody. Even so skeptics. Also, Even yeah, people so, that don't believe in magic, when they see a magic trick that actually they don't understand, but they yeah. cannot comprehend. Even me, like I was, like I, I love, like you know, not believing in any of the card tricks that you show me. But the, there are those, <laughs> there are those card tricks that just make me go, "Can you do that again?" Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was about to say that with with, with, with with my more skeptical friends. I know I yeah. got them when they yeah, say that yeah. magical phrase, "Do it again." Because <laughs> I like, nope, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it sounds really cheesy when I say it, and maybe for some people it is, but. It really is, again, boiling down to, you know, if you can do it, why don't you do it? If you have the ability to make somebody's day a little bit better. And to me, it's also a a mindset about how you live your life. Because something Mm -hmm. as small and as insignificant as saying good morning or when somebody says, hey, how are you doing? And saying, I'm good. How about you? Something as insignificant as that could totally make somebody's day or, or or change how they are for that day and how they're feeling. I'll give you an example. There was one time, the last time I was in the States, we were shopping at one of those strip malls. You know, the mm-hmm. kind of the open, the open... Holy uh, shit. Malls. I thought you were going to say strip club. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. uh, for those who don't know what a strip mall is, I guess I should explain for those people who don't know. It's it's kind of those those open... What's Do we have one here in the Philippines? What's a good example of it? Uh... Outlets. We have a lot of outlets. Yeah, outlets. It's like an outlet, outlet mall where it's just an open area yeah. and then the stalls are there. And we went into a sunglass hut. It's like a mm-hmm. for those who don't know, it's it's a pretty known sunglasses or shades store or seller in, in the states. And there was this um, girl, sales associate. I think she was kind of manning the, the door. She was kind of. I think they're called barkers. Are they called barkers? The ones that that say, "Hi, welcome to whatever." Uh, or well, ins- insert shop here. I'm pretty sure they're not called barkers because barkers are the ones that, you know, yell at people. <laughs> oh, I could be wrong then. But uh, yeah, it's, there's this girl, and she's relatively young. Maybe mm-hmm. our age now at mm-hmm. the time when, when I was there, which is a few years ago. So, uh, no, maybe not our age now. Maybe a little, a little younger than that. Maybe in her tw- early 20s, 21, maybe. Mm-hmm. But she goes, hi, welcome to Sunglass Hut. How are you doing today? And I just go, I, I mean, to me, I've just been, I've just always, I, it sounds like I'm tooting my own, own horn when I say it, but I've just always kind of, I'm a polite dude. Uh-huh. And it's just something that I didn't think twice about, but I said, I'm great. Thanks. How about you? Like, I just instinctively asked how she was. Cause that's when somebody asks me how I'm doing, I genuinely mm-hmm. always want to ask how they are. Cause obviously they literally, they're asking how you, it's, it's just a matter of, uh, What's the word? A matter of decency, common decency, or like uh, uh, court courtesy. Courtesy. It's a matter of courtesy. 
that to, to at least ask how they're doing. And you know what? Even if you don't mean it, just say it anyways. Yeah. And at that time, what really got me, I was fairly young at this time. Uh, I don't even remember how old I was then. But definitely in my, my later teens. But, but she, she literally, she stops in her tracks and mm-hmm. looks at me with bewilderment. And she just goes, thank, thank you so much. That's, nobody's ever asked me how I was before. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Thank you. It really made my day. And yeah, it was one of those moments that really stuck to me because literally, for one thing, it's not even me saying as a kid, okay, I'm going to ask her how she is too because it's a cute girl or whatever. Yeah, but it's just yeah. like, I just, you just said it. And it just goes to show that every interaction that we have with a person could affect them both positively or negatively, hopefully positively. And by chain effect, they that positive effect could then transfer over to somebody else because if somebody then starts having a great day then Mm -hmm. they're hopefully just treat everybody well and you know they'll be in a mindset that they maybe want to help somebody out or or make another person feel better as opposed to if you just treat somebody like crap and they'll have a terrible day you know it's it's just a matter of thinking about the repercussions and obviously don't overthink it but Mm -hmm. you know it's just knowing that if you're able to at least make one person's day a little bit better doesn't take a lot of effort yeah doesn't take a lot of effort and a lot of people and and again it boils down to content creation as well which is you know say i have only 50 views on a video Mm -hmm. if if i made if that one video made one person's day better that's Mm -hmm. a win for me granted it would be better to have more views but yeah yeah you know that that one tiktok live that i did I mean, mm-hmm. granted, nowadays especially, you don't, you don't, you don't really know what a person's mental state is. Yeah. Right. I mean, everybody's going through their own their own troubles, and and mm-hmm. it's 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 a tough it's, it's tough times, especially nowadays with the lockdown and COVID and everything. So, just knowing that you know this may be somebody I don't know what that person was going through. Yeah. But the fact that they felt the need to thank me for helping them throughout the day, like if that was my only viewer. I would have still stuck throughout the one hour and 30 minutes just with that one viewer. Because if I can make one person, because like one, that's one human being. Because mm-hmm. if, if you, if you value, if you see the value in you living, just the idea that one human being, you can change one human being's life at least even for a day. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's, that's yeah. a huge win. And that's a lot of thing. That's a thing that a lot of people in this day and age forget because every viewer is only a number. To mm-hmm. a lot of people nowadays, it's only a viewer, a subscriber, and they don't think of them as actual people, yeah. especially when people are some some quote unquote influencers start doing a lot of dangerous trends, like when they started filing down their teeth on TikTok. Dude, <laughs> yeah. you realize each of the viewers that are following you could be pretty young, impressionable uh, kids or teenagers. These are actual people. That may or may not be looking up to you, actual people and, whose lives you know, can be ruined by the stupid shit that you choose to do without like, taking no, responsibility. Even, no matter how, yeah, no matter how stupid it is, you don't realize that whatever you do still has an influence on somebody. Yeah, you know, it, and, it's it's yeah. It goes maybe both it's ways. a like maybe it's a matter of yeah. maybe it's a matter of confidence or like dignity and like what you what you do. But like, no matter what you do, no matter how stupid or good it is, it's gonna affect someone somehow. Exactly, and I think it, it 
it, it goes back to a lot of people kind of forgetting that each behind each view is an actual person. Yeah. Granted, maybe and there are bots, who knows, but more, more often than not, each person viewing your stuff is an actual yeah, and person. It, it's not always it's not always what you think it is. Like there aren't always people that are gonna be listening to your podcast, for example, in front of a computer. Some people can be listening to it on the subway. Yeah. You know, on their way to work because they just want that one they just want that me time on their way yeah. to work. Or people could be listening to it in the background before they go to sleep. And even if they're not really listening to what you're saying, as long as there's someone talking in the background, that helps them sleep. Holy crap, you just helped someone go to sleep that night. Yeah. And it's it's just also as a content creator, especially with how dense the scene is now. Like everybody's trying to be a content creator nowadays, which is not mm-hmm. a bad thing per se, but I think it's very hard for a lot of new content creators to see the value in their content. And they get stuck into a mindset of, ah, it's still not good enough. Yeah. And I say bullshit to that, which it's, mm-hmm. it's, and it's understandable from a, cre- I mean, we're both creatives and this is every creative uh, or person working in the creative field knows this, that we are way tougher on ourselves than we should be mm-hmm. because like, on, on our art and our content, when like literally, like let's say f- for me, when I when I do an outfit video and I'm like, mm, that's kind of not tucked in in the way that I want to tuck in. Yeah. I guarantee you, nobody else is going to notice it. Yeah, no, it's just you. Yeah, you know, which is, like, I mean, on another side, on the other side of the coin, it's great to be detail-oriented and wanting critical. to have the best content. But when you're yeah. at a point where you're bashing your own content and you're preventing yourself from moving forward because you keep thinking that your content's just not good enough, you got to... You got to get yourself out of that gutter. Easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But it's just step by step really seeing or at least taking it in the context of, okay, maybe for you, maybe for you, the content's not good enough. But for somebody out there, it's probably one of the best videos they've seen all day or the video that they needed to see that day. So if you, Or bare if, minimum, it's exactly what they're looking for. Exactly. You know? So if... If, like literally sometimes when I'm when there are some things that I'm working on like when pro- props that I'm working on or very obscure uh, tech stuff or just stuff that I'm working on that I don't know how to do sometimes mm-hmm. I look it up and there's always like maybe one or two videos yeah and it's not like the most HD but yeah. it or even when I'm when I'm looking up if something goes wrong with my computer how yeah. to whatever and it's just somebody screen sharing their stuff and their mic yeah is and then recorded you know, through the a way they speak, it's like okay. <laughs> So today we're gonna yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's not uh, if we're talking uh, objectively, it's not like the best produced content. But yeah. for one thing, it helped me. It, it it helped me get my problem solved. Like that one time, mm-hmm. my MacBook Pro, my other uh, my old one, the 2011 one, mm-hmm. I wanted to factory reset it because it was too slow, because mm-hmm. it had so much too much junk in it. So yeah. I factory reset it, but I was having trouble booting it up because it wouldn't install the operating system. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll inquire to Apple Service Center. And I guess I can't speak for the rest of Apple, but this specific one, I guess, was pretty scummy. It's the one in ATC. You know who you are. But <laughs> yeah, no, because I took it there and I knew there was something shady. You know when somebody, it's like, you know they know something, but they're just not telling you. Yeah. It's like, they I bring want it you to, to that person. They just and want I, you to buy a new model. Yeah, I told them the problem. They look, they, they, oh, he, he opens it. And it's like, okay, wait, uh, wait, wait a moment, please. Takes it to the back, does whatever. 
and he says that oh we're gonna have to do a, a diagnostic on it just to see what's wrong with it because we can't figure it out or whatever and diagnostic palang I was like oh how much is that gonna cost it's like around two thousand pesos and I was like okay thank you took it home did more research you know what the problem was what I just had to change the time on the clock <laughs> of the MacBook. It didn't wanna. It didn't wanna install the OS because hindi tama yun time. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, I, I know the problem. And it was so scummy to me, the fact that especially something that small. It's like literally mm-hmm. your service center. You're supposed to be helping people, but mm-hmm. a lot of people. And you know, again, I don't know what they're going through. Maybe they need the money. Maybe they need the commission. Sure. But they don't have your best interest at heart. Exactly. And you know, it's uh, I don't even know how I got to this tangent. How did I? Why did I? Bring this up. No, because like we were talking about how some of the content that we make is exactly what people are looking for. Exactly. exactly and that one looking. guy who made the video about it saved me 2,000 bucks or mm-hmm. pesos, I guess. A lot of people get like, I have this friend from Guam, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, when every time I say bucks, <laughs> he's all mm-hmm. like, yeah. He, he thinks of it as dollars. So I'm like, two thousand like, oh, dollars. How much is that? How much is that? Oh, it's like three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks. Oh, pesos. Like, it always happens between us. And yeah, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, because yeah. it registers in his mind because I have a very Western accent, and I guess yeah. his brain registers this accent with saying bucks as dollars. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that guy saved me. So and then it, it, it's it's just again. If if you have trouble seeing the value in your work, at least take solace knowing that somebody out there, more you more likely more than one person at the very least sees a lot of value in your work. And no matter how small that following is, I always tell people, you know, it's when you if you want to start out on TikTok or start out on YouTube, just start. You'll figure out what works best for you later on. You'll figure out mm, maybe I don't like this background. Maybe I think this background is better. Maybe I can use a different angle or different lighting or down the line, Mm -hmm. you want to upgrade your camera or your light, but you'll never get there and never get a following if you never start. Mm -hmm. And you'll, you'll figure it out. All you need is good content, perseverance, and consistency. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're churning out good content that imparts value to somebody in any way, shape or form, granted, don't be a dick. Don't be spreading bad stuff or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? But you know, it's, it, that's all you need to start which is ironically to start and it's it's yeah. the ironically the toughest hurdle that's the hardest part man that's always the hardest part yeah but the best lessons like this is from my experience like the best lessons to learn to get better at this is in front of the camera or in front yeah. of the microphone exactly and uh, sure let's say some people would argue now no but people watch the content because like let's say my, the, the quality of the video is nice Sure. Nobody starts out amazing. Yeah. But also, a lot of the times, uh, okay, to be fair, sometimes the good quality B-roll or the super close-up macro shots, Sobrang HD, great music, great production, is what hooks them in. But what makes them stay is you, the content creator. Because when is the last time you watched a content creator that you absolutely despised, but you watched it because maganda yung quality ng video niya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? No, never. Because you can have the best uh, quality in terms of audio and video, but if you're not a likable dude or, or, or person, or if you're just not somebody that somebody would be interested in watching, they're not going to stay and watch. Yeah. You know, you could, you could be going to Dubai, racing all the 
all the fastest cars. But if you just if you do it in such an uninteresting way, if you're like, yeah. hey guys, hi guys, um, I'm in. The-. Granted, nowadays because it's such a meme culture that somebody would probably you know, probably yeah. <laughs> that could that could actually work. Yeah, but, yeah. And again, uh, you know, it's always to each their own. But mm-hmm. always, always think about the. If- I mean, it works with everything you post into public. There is always going to be an effect of it to another living human being. Yeah. So at the very least, take that into consideration before you post something. Yeah. Now, I don't mean to end on a negative note or anything, but I'm so glad that, you know, you've had so much insight that you've, you've been able to share to the people. And like, I guess for people that consume our content who are listening right now to this podcast, like just if you want to create the kind of content that we make, again, you're your own worst enemy. Just, 100%. Yeah. I know it's easier said than done to just start. But once you get the ball rolling, then it's not going to stop. You just got to keep up that momentum. Yeah. And you just got to keep on doing what you like. That's all. Yeah. Win. And, you know, just uh, get it done, post it up, and leave it. Just mm-hmm. leave it alone, because sometimes the next step is when you're you're watching for the views and the comments. Just yeah, yeah. Let it, let it, let it simmer. Because sometimes maybe it's just not the time. The algorithm is just not pushing it enough. Because there are definitely some people in the TikToks that they've posted the TikTok days before, and then like um or maybe like a month after, then it just it it explodes. Yeah. So it it it'll again. You know, just, if you're not super satisfied it. with something that you make, make another one. Exactly. <laughs> Make a better just, one. You know, as long as you're not hurting anybody and you're just you have you're you know you're making good, good content, and enjoyable mm-hmm. content that imparts you know, a lot of good value to a lot of people, then more power to you. And again, just start, yeah. keep putting it out there, and the success will come. You know, just keep making content that makes you happy. That that's you know good content makes you happy, and the success will come. And eventually, the avenues that will help you further your career or craft will come to you naturally. They will open up. The opportunities will start rolling. Just don't, because my the let me saying uh, I don't know the compl- I'm going to butcher. It. I don't even know the complete. But it's something along the lines of you haven't even gotten off the ground and you're already pushing yourself down. Exactly. And, like, and it's it's normal. Even it's, a, it's a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't even tried, but you're already setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Jung, uh, maybe I should do this. Ah, uh, no, nah, I don't think I'm funny enough. Dude, you don't know that. I mean, maybe you don't think you're funny, but other people, you know, might might actually enjoy your content. So yeah. Who knows? I mean, you and I never thought that, you, you me, and Ian never thought that, like, uh, our podcasts, whatever, you know, <laughs> go as far as they like do, this? <laughs> get picked up. But yeah, they did. So with that in mind, since we're, all, we're also running out of time already, like we'd just like to thank, take this opportunity. I'm sorry I speak on behalf of the podcast, but like thank you to Podcast Network Asia mm-hmm. for giving us this avenue and allowing us to have a way to share, a way to put our efforts to good use and hopefully entertain some people. Yeah, you know? I mean, time, time is a, quite a fickle thing. And it, it's, it's a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, and who knows, maybe... Maybe we can play around with time one day. What? Why? Why do you suddenly look so suspicious? And why are you staring off into huh? the null what? void of space, Dre? What? Nothing. Did I, did I say no, something? No. 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 You know what? You know what? We're gonna we're gonna get back to this. While you uncuff me, by the way, the key is like right over there. 
What? Thank counts? you to Podcast Network Asia. Uh, how the how the hell did you do? That? How long have I been uncuffed? Maybe there weren't any cuffs to begin with, Nix. You know what? Don't let this excuse the fact that you were snooping around in the evidence locker a while ago. But Dre, I will say this. I believe that we've reached a breakthrough today, and I know more about you, so you can go for now. I'll let you off the hook. Oh, we've definitely reached a breakthrough today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys so much for listening and stopping by the interrogation room. This has been our feature for Dre. Dre, thank you so much for sharing and pouring your heart out. I have cannot express how appreciative, appreciative I am of you know the things that you've shared with us and opening up. And I'm pretty sure that you have a buttload more to say. But I'm pretty sure that we can sort of flesh what? it out and what? What? say what? it indirectly. Say what? it indirectly Vince? in the... Are you still Are you still in there? Where the hell did... How long have you been gone? <laughs> you, you literally saw me run, run, run out the door. I'm, I wasn't well, paying now attention. Now I'm back here because I heard you... <laughs> did you say my name? Were you, were you thanking me? For, are you thanking me for something? Shut up. My coffee's getting cold. Thank you to Podcast Network Asia for, for letting us post our stupidity. <laughs> if you guys want to follow follow them, you can check them out on their website. That's podcastnetwork.asia. We have a bunch of more podcasts that you guys can enjoy. And, of course, we have our own social medias that you yes. can follow. We have a Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, of course. It's about time that you follow us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash geekpd, and our Instagram, which is at geekpd official. It's about time that you follow us there. Who are you winking at? It's just you and me. Huh? What? <sighs> Good grief, man. And hopefully, hopefully, by the time that Ian gets back from his Black Ops mission, we can uh, go about our usual precinct doobly-doobs. Yes, but until then, stay tuned for the next episode of Geek PD. My name is Migs. And my name is Dre, and it's time for us to go. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.